Welcome to Power Yourself, where we discuss the most important topic in the world, you. How do you handle conflict? Are you a fighter? Do you calmly and rationally disagree? Or can things get messy? In today's episode, we tackle the tough subject of conflict resolution. And with me today to discuss conflict is Jillian Power. How are you today? Doing great, Carl. Yeah. How about yourself? You're getting ready to fight me on this one? Are you, we're going to have lots of conflict today? What do you think? You're so funny. <laughs> Just curious, why do, we, why do we disagree? When we talk about conflict and we're thinking about ways we can resolve conflict, often it's just viewed right out of the gates as a negative. Most people think, oh my goodness, you know, I hate conflict. I just get anxiety when I think about it. Why does conflict even exist? Why, we're all human. We all have the same general experiences. Why do we have conflict in our daily lives? But you just, you, you said it. <laughs> we're all human. We are. We value different things. We understand things in different ways. We have different definitions. We have different perceptions of the same situation. So, Conflict is 100% inevitable. <laughs> it's going to happen. So I really feel the con control and the reframe that we can do is what how we're telling that story in our head. Are we saying this is negative explosive or are we saying this is an opportunity and growth? Yeah, it's funny. On the one hand, we are all human and we are similar. But on the other hand, we are so different. There's men, there's women, there's young, there's old, there's different generations at play, different cultures, different jobs that we may have had in the past, different people we may have run into, different life experiences. And that can really shape up to be where you and I can sit here and watch the exact same TV program and have a horrible argument about what we just saw. You know, um, maybe we're watching a talk show and there, you know, the discussion is about, you know, family dynamics and you might come at it from one, one way and I might come at it from a completely different way. And I, I love when that happens because you can look at the other person like, what are you talking about? I thought I knew you. You know, that's always a fascinating part in any relationship. And that's a good way to frame it. Like it's, it's an opportunity. You get to talk about your values. You get to talk about kind of what that was for you or how it was. So I think conflict can be reframed, like I said, to be a very positive thing. It could be an opportunity to bond, to understand so like, why do we always have to look at it as this big, bad, evil thing when it could just be some self-awareness realizing, oh, my expectations were maybe not on par with this one or really having your own piece of, oh, maybe I wasn't in a great mood. Maybe something else set me off. So conflict, I don't think it's ever really about one incident or one situation. And I think the more real and honest we are with ourselves, the more we can take conflict as a negative and bring it to conflict as a positive. I also wonder, and I love what you just said there about us doing the work on ourselves, because I think it's, I think it's very easy for us to point a finger at the other person we're having a conflict with and say, look, I'm totally perfect. I don't know why this other person has come in here and ruined the experience and by conflicting with me or arguing with me about this. But I think it's important for us to do work on ourselves. So what is, what is the work that we can do on ourselves? One thing that comes to my mind is that I would ask myself and the listeners can ask themselves, how do we initially react? What's our gut reaction when someone disagrees with us? 
Are we initially annoyed? Are we initially curious? I'm just curious when that happens. You know, Jillian and I, you've, we, we've known each other for years. And if you ever disagree with me about something, I like to think that I'm the, on the whole, my first gut reaction is, oh, that's interesting. I'm interested why you feel that way. I'm interested in hearing more rather than, oh, I wish you would just agree with me. Well, you stay curious. And that's, I think, a very important piece. I think dealing with conflict, you can handle it in different ways. So some of the most common ones would be, first of all, you're going to ignore it. I'm not going down that deep, dark, scary, uncomfortable path. So I'll just ignore it. I'm going to give in. It's not worth it. Listen, you're right. Whatever this is going to be an uncomfortable situation. So I'll just give in. Win or lose. Somebody's walking out a winner. Somebody is walking out a loser. Or maybe kind of splitting it in both sides. And maybe, Carl, you win for this piece, but you lose for that. And I win for this piece and I lose for that. Or, which, if you know me at all, you know this is what I'm going to promote and which hits home with the curiosity piece is more that cooperative, collaborative, win-win situation. Yeah, and it's nice if we're in relationships with people where we're able to have that honesty, where we're able to say, hey, I do disagree about this. Let me ask you this. I'm, I'm curious. I don't have the same experience that you do. Why do you feel this way about this certain issue or that certain issue? Uh, you know, it's it's great if we have those friends in our lives, but unfortunately, we are sometimes forced to have conflicts with people that we maybe didn't choose to even have a relationship with. So you might have a conflict with a coworker, with a boss, with a subordinate. That can be equally as awkward. Uh, maybe you have a conflict with a family member. So we're going to be talking about how to kind of push through that and help give some skills to resolve these conflicts. So what are the benefits? of going down this path. Somebody might be sitting at home today listening to this podcast thinking, why should I bother? I know I'm right. The world's full of dummies. It's not my fault the world's full of dummies. And why should I even bother trying to resolve conflicts with people? What would you say to someone like that? So I would go back to what I said in an earlier episode. And first of all, the first question I always ask myself in a conflict situation is, is this relationship worth it? And like it's, it's so basic for me to go there now. Is it worth it to spend this time and effort with this individual? Is the relationship of value to me? Is it important? Is it worth my time and energy? So that's always where I start. But the second thing is you kind of have to, and this is where I would ask everybody to start, look at how you're defining conflict. Okay, so look at it. Is it a me against you situation or is it us against a problem situation. So I would start there. Oh, I love that idea. So for example, if you and I are having a disagreement about maybe uh, the best way to parent children, for example, and we're having a, an argument about, you know, you think that you should parent the children one way, and I think we should parent the children the other way, we can take it a step back, we can back up one step and say, okay, we both agree that we want what's best for the kid. So we're only disagreeing about the best way to go about that. So it's almost like you want to back up the disagreement to the point where it there's the fork in the road. And that's, you know, that, you just nailed it. It's exactly it. Because when you have that me versus you approach, it's always going to be like coming from a place of defensiveness, um, very explosive, maybe consequences, almost like a competition. So just 
consider that for a second and look at that situation. If it's very explosive or a personal attack, the chances of you coming out with a collaborative kind of resolution, it's probably not going to be the majority route. Okay. It's going to be a lot harder to get there. But if you're aware enough to be able to switch it and realize it's not the person against the person, it's basically our interests that are not aligning. So it's, it can be a us versus the problem situation. And if you are able to reframe it, and that's hard because conflict, you have a lot of emotion and there's tension and anxiety and there's so much through it. So always stepping away, I think, is the first thing and kind of breathing for a second. But if you're able to reframe it as that us against the problem, then you're starting to build a relationship. You're looking for, you're switching almost to that problem solving kind of mode, exploration, like self-management, knowing that, oh, wait a second, I'm really into this or I'm really heated right now and I need to breathe and step away for a sec. And what I find with working with another person to solve a problem. So rather than having a conflict where it's you versus them, but working with that other person to resolve that conflict, I find that it, it leads for myself, it leads to me having greater self-esteem about that relationship. So it's often like, you know how we have self-esteem. It's almost like you have esteem for that relationship as well. And it's like, Oh, I have confidence with this other person that the next conflict we have, we'll get through it. We'll handle it because we have faith that that's a strong relationship and a more authentic relationship. I think some of the best friendships I've ever had in my life are ones where we have worked through disagreements and you, and you come out the other end and you go, Oh, we're forged. We forged this bond through this disagreement. And now my relationship with this person is better than it's ever been. And Carl, that's so well said. That's exactly it. That's why I, I really pitched the idea to reframe it because I, I truly believe in my core if that relationship is worth it, it is. That's an opportunity to be able to grow and understand each other better, to be able to really know how that person ticks and honor them with explaining why that emotion was brought up for you. So really connecting and having the opportunity to make that relationship stronger. I believe conflict, you can go in decent friends and depending on how you handle that conflict, you can honestly come out so strong and well formed as a partnership. Oh, it can be a beautiful opportunity for growth. So I know, and I'm going to tip the tip my hand here a little bit here in our podcast and tell the listeners a little bit about you. I hope this is okay. But I know that you have a background and you have experience in mediation. And I'm just curious, do you want to talk about some of the things that you've seen in your mediator world, what are some common themes that come up that as a mediator you've seen, regardless of whatever the conflict is, some similarities perhaps that come up with common conflicts? And not even like to, I can definitely tell you yes as a mediator, but I can also tell you as an individual being a part of conflicts too. It's always about the interests or feelings of a person. Like, it can be such a small little issue, but first of all, like the understanding or the perception of the situation is totally different for two people, like so different. And you could even think about your own conflicts in this and relate. 
like you can, the same situation could happen. Maybe you had something that actually happened before you went into that situation, which put you in a bad mood. Then the other person is perceiving that you're showing up, not wanting to be there with them. So that sets a tone, right? So really is that kind of awareness piece and knowing our emotion and being able to step away. And that is very, very hard to do (laughs) when we're really heated. So I would always kind of encourage to like breathe for a sec, gather your thoughts is definitely a great idea to start any kind of conflict situation or conversation. You always want to like look at the environment, you know, and go back to what I said at first, your, is this relationship worth it? Like, do you want to go down this road? Are you willing to put this time and effort in? So once you say, if you did say yes, then the next step is understanding what you're bringing into this. So that self-awareness piece, knowing why you're heated. Why is this hitting you so hard? Why are you so emotionally engaged in this situation? So really taking the time to understand your own thought so that, and this is going to be the hard piece, you can honestly tell the other person, okay? So you can tell them why this is so infuriating or so upsetting to you. Telling them why maybe, what your concerns are, what your hopes are, what your assumptions were in that situation. Being really raw and vulnerable. And the next step is then having that conversation And being able to be curious with that person and ask those questions of them. So that's the hard thing. That's always what I see as the hardest. People can get really down and narrow on their path. And it's about the right or wrong game. And this is my reality. This is my truth. But hold on a second. There's two people here. So if this relationship is worth it to you, whatever the relationship is, you need to be able to be curious enough to understand what this is for them too. So it sounds like there's some work to do as a individual before you ever even approach the other person. What would you recommend if you wind up kind of getting blindsided? So maybe you and maybe you and I are sitting in a boardroom someday and we're having a discussion and all of a sudden one of us turns nasty on the other person and says, this is outrageous and I can't believe you're accusing me of this. We have not had the time to do the introspection. This person's lashed out. Is there anything wrong with saying, whoa, let's take five minutes and recompose ourselves. Let's separate ourselves and give us that space. What would you recommend when something happens in the moment and we maybe don't have that time to formulate our thoughts and then have that conversation with the person? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it really depends on you as an individual. Sometimes you're just going to react. <laughs> it's probably not going to be the most beneficial conversation and it's going to be very explosive. I know that for a very valued relationship, I have to or I encourage that second of, wait a second, wow, you're you're really catching me off guard here. I, I'm feeling a lot of hostility or maybe I'm just not comfortable right now. Can we take like five minutes so I can gather my thoughts and just kind of 
break it down for myself and get some self-awareness piece and then come back and have a conversation because I feel it would add more value versus it going at it from a place of emotional, almost volatile and meeting them at that um, energy. I don't find it's going to be that beneficial. So if you can have the opportunity to ask for, hold on a second, I see that you're really angry right now. And I want to have this discussion with you because our relationship is very important. I value our time together. Can you just give me five minutes because I need to, I need a second to catch up. And what I love about that is everything that's coming out of your mouth during that moment is positive. You're saying, I value the relationship. I want to help you solve this or us solve this as, as opposed to, I can't believe you're yelling at me and who do you think you are? And these are not positive statements. So but I love how you're keeping everything positive and saying, look, I just need five minutes and then we can solve this together. And wouldn't it be great if we could do that every time? But sometimes we can't. Like sometimes being that positive, almost reframe, it takes energy and it's hard. And I would say sometimes the easier thing to do, and it's not the beneficial thing, but the easier thing is to feed into it and meet that aggression with aggression. So it takes work and it's hard to kind of set yourself aside and say, you know what, it's not going to do me any good to blow up right now. Take five. I need a second, I need to breathe, I need to gather my thoughts, and maybe try to be more positive. And that's, whew, I wish I could give you this recipe that it will work all the time, but sometimes it's just about almost stepping out of yourself and calming yourself down to go there. And there's a couple major headwinds that I think we should be aware of as human beings. So we mentioned at the start, you know, we are human. And as positive as that can be, there's also some hard wiring involved. Humans are very tribal. And so if we feel that our tribe is being attacked, you know, you're putting down all men or you're putting down everybody who's, you know, employed or unemployed or disabled or whatever. If we sense that that's what's being attacked rather than us personally, boy, that's tough to step back from because we tend to get outraged. How can you think that way about all Democrats or how can you think that way about all women? You know, that sort of thing, right? The other area where humans are hardwired is we really have a sense of justice in our lives where we tend to fight for what's right. And nothing makes us more angry than when we sense injustice. And it can be the smallest injustice. I'll just use an example, standing at the checkout at the grocery store the other day. And you know how it says 10 items or less? The person in front of you, maybe they have 11 items and you can just feel the blood starting to boil, right? It's the stupidest thing in the world to get upset about. But that's just how ingrained it is inside of us. The sign says 10 items and you have two yogurts, thus pushing you into the 11th item. Boy, is that ever just, you know, you just get, and your blood is boiling and you drive home and you're, all you can think about is how this guy cheated the system. I mean, it's, that's just a small, that's the smallest, most inconsequential example I can think of. And yet we've all been there. We've all felt that. So imagine if we're injustice, we feel injustice about something that really matters to us. You know, that can be a really hard thing to step away from. Well, and, you know, that's, it's sad, but it's true. We're, that's our human instinct. We're going to get revved up. So that's why I really feel that self-awareness piece is a big thing. What are you bringing into this conflict? What are you bringing into this moment? And why are you so aggravated about that 11th item? You have no idea what that person went through. You have no idea what that person is facing right now. You have no idea where that person is trying to go. So I guess like 
easy for me to sit here and say this, harder when I'm in the moment, I'm rushed, I need to get back, I have stuff to do, I feel inconvenienced, and then that feeds a whole other situation. So yeah, emotions, hard thing to work through, definitely. So trying to step away and breathe for a second before maybe opening your mouth might be really beneficial. <laughs> but that should be the title of the podcast is think before you speak, right? <laughs> um, I, I wonder sometimes um, too, because we have two different sides to this issue. We have sometimes the person who's hearing the information for the first time or the person who's giving the information for the first time. And then I guess there's a third option as well, where you have a conflict that just kind of starts out of, you know, a spontaneous argument. Let's talk a little bit about delivering the con, like you want to approach someone and you want to deal with a conflict. So maybe someone snapped at you, maybe somebody um, had a fight with you and you want to now resolve it. So you're taking, you're the initiator. You're the first person going up to the other person and saying, Hey, Let's let's try to resolve this. Do you have some tips or tricks for people who are the initiator? Yeah, definitely. And I will rely kind of on my schooling towards mediation for this and kind of seeing how a successful mediation kind of rolls or conflict resolution, as you'd call it. But I would say you're going to do probably like four things, four steps. First of all, you're going to open it. So you're going to start that conversation. You're going to identify what the problem is. So keeping this really high level here and basic. So identifying what the problem is for you. So not necessarily the person, but the problem. Yeah, you got to kind of separate. And that's a hard piece. Once again, going back to the emotion, right? So if you're able to identify what the problem is, that's really good. Sometimes you don't know that at the start. So basically what you're starting from so first of all, I don't want to glaze over the opening. So opening would be you're setting a tone. You're setting the environment to be like mutual. You're not kind of positioning yourself in a power. So this is for people who's able to come at it from that collaborative approach. So you're going to make sure the environment's good. If you have to, if you're afraid of their reaction, or maybe if you just want to keep it really safe, set up boundaries, set up guidelines, set up a time set up rules around this. If we start to raise our voice, maybe we should walk away. Like setting up those things. It sounds formal, guys, but I've seen this happen and it can be the most successful kind of way to handle any of these conflict situations because you're almost setting up a rule book for each other to be accountable to. So it's really beneficial. Then you go into identifying. So you're identifying the problem. You're saying what the problem is for you and then you're taking the time for the other person to say their piece, what the problem is for them. Okay, so that's what we would say identifying. Now the third piece, here's, here's the juice of it for me. It's when you're going to get into that like exploring phase. You're looking at the interest. So here's where it's going to be a mixture of talking and being vulnerable, but balancing that with listening as well. And I mean, actually listening, not being judgmental and having your kind of dialogue built in your head, what you're going to combat what they're saying, but actually listening what it is for them. A tip that I've kind of seen and is really beneficial is digging at the interests. Okay, so really digging at why that's a problem for you and why this is a problem for me. And to do that, you're going to look at stuff like, what's the concerns here? What are you concerned about? 
Okay. What's the hopes? What's your beliefs? Maybe really talking about the belief of what it is for you and what it is for me. Fears, assumptions, expectations, needs, values. Those are the interests. So using even like those words, you can, you can get five of them. And I promise you, anytime you go into that kind of conflict situation and use a couple of those phrases, you're going to get so much juice and you're going to get so much substance of what it is for the other individual. And by you being in a place of being able to kind of hear them, hopefully, and usually what I've kind of seen happen is once somebody tells their story and they're able to voice their emotion or like what their fear was or expectation or assumption, it's almost like you see their shoulders go down. Do you know, like it's almost like it diffuses it a little and then you can meet them with telling them your side of it and your kind of assumptions and just kind of separating the right or wrong here and just getting to the core of what is actually wrong for you or why you were so heated. So it sounds like when the shoulders go down a little bit and somebody relaxes a tiny bit, it sounds like what you're trying to do is establish trust with the other party that you're both working in concert to try to solve the actual issue. And until that trust is established, it can be hard to be fair, to be honest, and to try to solve it from a place of positivity. And I find it's almost impossible to get resolution unless you go in that exploring kind of phase. Like, just think about it. Think of any conflict you've ever had in your past. And like listeners, just reflect on this for a second. If you feel you're coming from that place of unjust, you're just trying to get them to understand you, right? You want them to see it through your lens. But what about if they met you with listening? And you were able to actually tell them why that's so not right for you or why that hits a chord. You're not being, you're not talking at a wall then. You almost feel like, wait a second, I'm being heard. I'm being valued because they're giving me the space to hear me. And that's where I see the biggest shifts is people are like, oh, you're, you're listening you're in this as much as I am. And it, it oh, man, you, you see the shift when it happens. Once somebody can tell their story and tell why it's so big for them, yeah, it, it changes the environment like that. Well, and that leads us into the second piece, which is instead of being the initiator, you're being the person who is being initiated too. So you might be sitting there minding your own business one day at work, and suddenly someone comes over to your desk and says, hey, can we have a talk for a second? Something's really been bothering me and I'd really like to work through it with you. Yikes, now you're being initiated too. And what I hear you saying is that when that person unloads that at the start and says, here's why this is bothering me, here's why I value this, an important piece if you're listening to this is to say, oh, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being honest. It takes courage to come out and say, we have a problem here. And the next step is if you see them being that vulnerable with you and they're that honest with you, meet them with that. Honor that relationship 
meet them and tell them what it was for you. It's not about right or wrong here. And I think that's what the the kind of lens, that's what needs to change first. It can't be like aggressive. It You really have to reframe it that this relationship matters. It's not about right or wrong. It's about understanding. My, my job here is to understand and only then can we actually find a way that works for both of us. So basically what I would say is you got to, and I know we touched on this at the beginning because Carl, like think about conflicts in your past. Like, you know, even with us, like, first of all, I'm very impressed with how we handle our conflicts, but that's because we have that relationship and we kind of go there all the time. And I mean like that real vulnerable raw stage. So it's very easy for us to go into more of an in-depth conversation quickly. But for people who kind of don't go there, allowing that other person the opportunity to kind of be heard and tell their story, it's an opportunity to get closer and build a better, stronger relationship. So I think what I'm I'm trying to go a long way around about saying here is when you have a conflict in your life, stay open. Okay? Stay open to listening. It's not just about your perception or your expectations. It is about the other person's as well. So as much as you need them to hear you, you have to hear them. And that's the hard part. Yeah, I think a really strong skill that people can work on, all of us can work on, is how we handle disagreements in our life. The idea that someone is disagreeing with us. And that has nothing to do with the other person. So this is not something that you work with someone else on. This is you sitting in a room by yourself thinking, when somebody disagrees with me, what is my reaction? Am I offended? Do I seek to understand? Do I welcome it? It's funny, I have a couple friends in my life who love debating. They just love sitting around and you have a drink in the evening and you just debate different things. And I personally love it. I love having disagreements and, and you have a passionate debate about something. But then you'll run into, you know, for some whatever reason, another person will show up that evening and they don't, they're not into conflict at all. And they do, they're just squirming the entire time. And they'll be like, oh my goodness, this is so uncomfortable. Now the other three of us, we're loving it. We're solving the world's problems. And oh, what do you think about this? And I don't, I, I totally disagree with you about this point. And, and I just find it funny when you get, it's almost like some people embrace it and love it. And other people just, they get so anxious. They just want to go throw up in the bathroom, you know? And that's the story. What are you telling yourself about conflict, guys? Are you saying it's big, bad, dirty, and ooh, avoid it at all costs? Or are you saying, wait a second, that's important to Carl. That's important to this person. Therefore, I need to honor that. And if I care about this relationship, I actually want to understand that. Oh, it just builds a relationship. And first of all, it takes something that could be this negative experience explosive kind of toxic situation and it reframes it to an opportunity to get closer together and honor each other and understand each other it can be like conflict I would say if the relationship is worth it to me it's probably one of the most enjoyable things and it sounds funny but it would be so boring if everybody had the exact same value system as myself like some of our best conversations are when you, you don't agree, but you're going to share your stories so that you can have a better understanding. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that. Uh, a while ago, we were at an airport 
coming home, my wife and I were at an airport coming back home and the NFL playoffs were on. So I am not feeling very sociable. I want to watch the playoffs. I'm sitting at the airport. We have an hour to kill before the flight. My wife, on the other hand, very sociable person. So she strikes up a conversation with two people from another country sitting next to her. And I got to hear this conversation while I'm watching the football game. Now, we live in Canada and these other people are from the United States. So five minutes in, what are they talking about? Gun control, religion, politics. I mean, they couldn't pick more fiery subjects. I've never heard a more pleasant conversation in my life because my wife has the skills to be genuinely curious and say, that's fascinating. Why do you think that way? Wow, that's great. Can I hear more about that? Well, here's where I'm coming from. I grew up my whole life thinking this. It was a fascinating, pleasant conversation to listen to. And they were completely disagreeing about politics, religion, guns, healthcare. And they were having such a respectful conversation. I wish I could have saved that, you know, recorded it and said to people, this is how you're supposed to have a respectful conversation. It was fascinating to listen to. But you said the most important ingredient, and that's genuine. You're genuinely curious what the other person thinks. And I think once we kind of get down from that pedestal and really come from a place of, I actually want to understand. I actually want to really understand why that person thinks that way or why this person is so mad in this moment. And it just changes it. It's, yeah, it's the most important ingredient. So talking about coming from that place of like genuine curiosity, some key phrases that I would encourage you to use when in that conflict situation, okay? Because maybe that other person can't go there as quick as you, or maybe at this moment they don't care. So what about like words like, what if we, okay? Not staying away from like, you know, blame or anything like that, becoming like, what was your intention? So seeking once again for that understanding of where they're coming from. How did you see that? You know, that's not judgmental. Watch your tone. Watch your phrasing. My concern here is, you know, being really vulnerable, telling them about you and what it is for and what you're actually what your fear is in this situation, why you're so emotional. It's funny you mention that because there's questions that we ask each other when we have a conflict or just in general. And I find that when we ask a question, sometimes it's because we don't know the answer. Other times it's because we want to prove a point. So if I say to you, you know, I need to know what you were thinking when you did not take out the garbage the other day. I'm just curious what was going through your mind when this was happening. Well, chances are... That's coming across as a little aggressive, right? Not so genuine. Totally. <laughs> as opposed to saying, I need to ask you a question, and I'm asking you from a place where I honestly don't know the answer. I'm, I'm truly interested in why you feel this way, because that's not been my experience to date. So I'm really curious as to why you feel this. So setting up a little disclaimer at the start maybe takes the edge off. And that's perfect. So that perfectly wraps it up, Carl. It's totally saying taking an accusatory statement and reframing it and just being like, you know, rephrasing it, saying, using different words and coming from that place of genuine curiosity versus blame. Fantastic. So on that note, we'll wrap up today's episode on conflict resolution. Now, we didn't have a lot of conflict today, which is unfortunate, or maybe it's fortunate. I don't know. <laughs> um, if you really want to hear more about this, we encourage you to get involved on our social media. We have a Facebook page called Power Yourself, and we would love to hear from you. We encourage you to like us, Follow us. You can ask a question, leave a comment. We encourage you to get involved. 
So until next time, I'm Carl. And I'm Jillian. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.